When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you use promo code DNVR, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome in. I'm Susie Hunter. We got a hashtag Suze on the Rocks show today and we have a stack show we got kale producing over there on the board what's up everybody what's up we're gonna rope him into all this uh stuff i have ready for you we got a stacked show we're gonna talk about some gold glove finalists which is relevant to the rockies we are gonna talk about all of the all of the games this weekend, all of the NLCS, ALCS action. We're going to talk to Sam Levitt, who is the Padres pre and post game host. And we're going to talk about that series coming up. We're going to talk some news around baseball. And then, of course, most importantly, we're going to talk about Taylor Swift because she had an album come out last night. This is very important to me. I had a party. Kale was there. We listened to the album. It was great. It was lit. It was so much fun. Kale, what is your favorite song on the new album? Oh, uh, it's got to be Between Lavender Haze and Vigilante Shit. One of the two. Yes. They're so good. Also, yeah, Taylor curses a lot in this one. It's not for kids. <laughs> it's not your childhood Taylor Swift anymore. But you know what? First, we're going to get into some Rockies news. Colorado has two gold glove Finalists, And of course, we have an article up about this on the DNVR.com. Patrick put together a great article. But yeah, Brendan Rogers, 
second base gold glove finalist, along with Tommy Edmond and Jake Cronenworth, the other Crone Zone. But yeah, Brendan Rogers has had a he's transition. He wasn't always a second baseman. So good for him for getting the, the nod there. He's been transitioning from shorts or was transitioning from shortstop. So he was still a shortstop when I saw him playing in Hartford. But that transition took a couple of years. Finally finished that in 2019. Now he's a gold glove finalist up with some some pretty good names and also third base. I feel like Twitter was maybe a little shocked at this one. Ryan McMahon is one of the third base gold glove finalists, along with Nolan Arenado, who has won it every year. He's been in the majors and Cabrian Hayes in Pittsburgh. But yeah, the NL, the National League, so loaded with fantastic third baseman. Manny Machado didn't even make the cut here. Wild stuff. But yeah, check out that article on the DNVR.com. We got some we got some good content. We're still pushing out baseball content, folks. Even though the Rocky season is is long over. So anyway, postseason. Right now. All right, so later on tonight, if you're watching this live, this is Friday. Padres, Phillies, back in Philly. This is the first NLCS game in Philly since October 21st, 2010. So it's been exactly 12 years to the day. So you know Philly's going to be popping off. We're going to talk more about that series in a bit. Houston's kind of popping off this postseason. So they are up to nothing in the series against the Yankees. Houston is 5-0 and this postseason. Kale, have you been watching any of these games? Uh, I have watched the Phillies Padres series, but have not caught any of the ALCS. Yeah. I missed all of the game yesterday. I watched it today. I watched it this morning when they were replaying it on MLB network. Obviously I was very busy hosting a Taylor Swift party last night. So I did not watch that game. Priorities. Priorities Priorities are important, but yeah, we need to, we need to get some Patty stats up in here because five and Oh, in the postseason. That's crazy. That's wild. Curious to see how the rest of this series goes down. But it feels like Houston feels unstoppable to me right now. They just feel unstoppable. But listen, Padres, Phillies, Blake Snell is going to start. Or no, Blake Snell started in game two. I'm just going through my notes here. Blake Snell started game two. Padres won that one. He said about that game, you definitely don't want to go to Philly down 0-2. So they're going into Philly tied. I think Philly's going to be Philly's going to be wild tonight. Absolutely wild. Listen, we talked to Sam Levitt before we talked to him. It was a great interview. We had a really great time. I always have fun talking to Sam. We need to shout out some sponsors first. But first we got to talk about the DNVR because game day. Tailgate days. We got another tailgate coming up on Sunday. And you know they're always lit. And it's even better when you're a member. So if you're not a member, you are missing out on price breaks on those tailgates. Pardon me. And the Nuggets Party Bus. That annual membership comes with a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com. You get a discount at the bar. It's 15% off. That's such a good deal. That's a crazy crazy discount. Uh, you get extra raffle tickets to win prizes at all of the watch parties. And I have been, I've been chilling at these watch parties, watching people win like really good t-shirts. 
it's a good time. But you also get access to our members-only Discord. So you don't have to worry about jerks. You can just talk with everyone in the DNVR community about the sports you want to talk about. And if you're not a member, don't worry. It is only 50 cents for your first month at thednvr.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. But listen, if you love DMVR, you got to love Game Time too, because they are the hottest ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, shows, and more. So if you've ever dreamed of a seat that you never thought you could get, Game Time is going to make that happen. The biggest last minute price drops, so you can hop in there at the last minute, get some good deals from people trying to get rid of those tickets at the last minute. The bottom line is if you love DNVR, you're going to love game time. It's the best way to get your tickets. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description to this podcast. So join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. And if you're not going to go to the event itself, Avaca TV is an event in itself as well. They are the new goat in Colorado sports, the greatest of all TV. Avaca delivers amped up sports coverage for Colorado fans featuring Altitude, AT&T Sportsnet. Listen, you're going to get all the games and you can't get that from a lot of providers. So even better. We have exclusive content coming to Ivaka TV, the documentary about the Serbia trip. Kale, how excited are you to for everyone to finally see this? I saw two chapters of it today for chapters. the first time. Yeah, and it is coming together incredible. Yeah. I am so excited for people to see this. It's going to be it's just Different than anything we've ever done at DNVR and a higher level than anything we've ever done. It was awesome. So oh I can't gosh. wait for people to see it. Yeah. What a great review of this. Yeah. No, the way you guys, came, when you guys came back from Serbia, like you, I just like had never, I never expected. You guys seem changed. I don't know. Something in your souls changed after that trip in a really good way. So I'm excited to see the documentary. That is an exclusive on Avaca TV. That premieres October 27th. October 27th. That's correct. Cool. I love that. Yeah. So we're going to learn about the history and the culture of this country that delivered the city of Denver a two-time MVP. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about this. So anyway exclusive content we're going to be doing more partnerships with ivaca tv for sure but you can watch it by going to ivaca.tv slash dnvr and signing up for just 25 dollars a month plus just five bucks for a receiver so check out our nuggets pregame show tonight too for an exclusive or for we've already done a sneak peek of the trailer the trailer's My, out the trailer's out you don't need a sneak peek it's already out but we've still got nuggets going on too but you can watch all of that on Ivaka TV, all of your favorite sports content. Sounds good. All right, we gotta, we gotta get to business. We gotta, we gotta talk to Sammy Lovett about all to expect with this upcoming or with the rest of this Padres Phillies series. Kale, are we ready to air this thing? We're ready to roll. All right, let's do it. For our friendship, me as a girl from Philly. We are joined by Sam Levitt, the voice of Padres pre and post game. Now, Sam, this is a terrible time for our friendship 
me as a girl from Philly, mm-hmm. you as a Padres guy now. But this is a pretty cool time for you because this is your first season with the Padres and you get to be a part of the NLCS. How are you feeling right now? It's been awesome. It's been a ton of fun. It's been really, I think, in some ways, uh, an extraordinarily special run for the Padres with what they did in New York, what they did against the L.A. Dodgers, how special it felt over the weekend at Petco Park. Yesterday, a huge win in Game 2. And I think for a number of different reasons, it's been already a really special run for this team, for this city, for this fan base. And um, in, in my first year, as you know, Susie, here in the major leagues, it's it's been pretty pretty cool and, and pretty surreal at times to be a part of. I was thinking about it on my way home yesterday, but to, to be at the NLCS and be on the field after a game and interviewing players and doing my work, it's uh, it's been a really cool experience for me personally. And I think for, for Padres fans to this point, it's it's been a really special run. How does it ultimately end? Can they get to the World Series? They have a real shot to do it. We'll see. But I think, uh, you know, I think it's safe to say no matter how it ends at this point, uh, this has been a, a pretty special couple of weeks here in the postseason. You know, first and foremost, because of what they did in the NLDS and beating the Dodgers and what that means for this organization and its fans and uh, I think really is officially the next step of of where the Padres uh, are going. So for a lot of reasons, it's been a pretty uh, cool and special couple of weeks. Yeah, it's so funny to see, not funny, but it's really, it's pretty cool to see the Padres taking down, you know, the Mets with more than 100 wins, the Dodgers with 111 wins in the postseason. But I'm sure there were so many moments this season early on when you thought, that this probably wouldn't happen with all of the, you know, there's, I feel like there's been a lot of drama with the Padres. Yeah. It was a very up and down regular season. Like you alluded to for a lot of reasons, you know, on the field, it was a team that in their starting rotation pitched well all year, their bullpen a little bit more up and down, but for the most part was, was pretty solid all year on the offensive side. It was a very inconsistent team. I mean, they, they hit way better on the road than they did at home. Uh, There were stretches where they were very good offensively. There were stretches where they were not. And then the trade deadline and the acquisitions of Juan Soto and Brandon Drury and Josh Bell, obviously Soto being the headliner of those, you know, people thought this team would sort of take off after that offensively, especially. And it didn't really happen. You know, it was still very up and down offense. And at times it was, uh, it was sort of inexplicable, you know, some of the, the cold streaks they would go through as an offense. I mean, you know, you, you think about game one of the NLCS where they get one hit by the mix of uh, Wheeler and then Dominguez and then Alvarado. I mean, we saw a lot of games like that, quite honestly, at home. And, the, and even after the trade deadline where they just couldn't get anything going offensively, even with Soto and and Drury and Bell and, and the new faces in the lineup. So offensively, they were they were fairly inconsistent all year. Um, so it was an up and down ride on the field. And then you add in uh, the, the Fernando Tatis Jr. situation and the drama that brought. And, you know, remember, up until his suspension, the thinking was that he would be back at some point this year. And that was a, a big question of when he would be back. And then it get you know his return date gets pushed back, and then he's on a minor league rehab assignment. 
we're getting ready for him to come back. And then all of a sudden, oh, he's not going to be back until 2023. So, look, in a lot of ways, the regular season was up and down on the field, you know, with the Tatis situation off the field, there was, you know, there was a lot going on. And, you know, I, I think um, I think Bob Melvin deserves a lot of credit for for what he's done, how he's kept that clubhouse together. And I'll also say, Susie, through all of that, and I've said this to other people, I always felt like there was sort of a quiet confidence about this group. You know, you could go into the clubhouse when they were, you know, on a five-game winning streak or go into the clubhouse when they were not playing well. And I, I never noticed much of a difference. To me, it felt like internally they were very steady all year, even with the ups and downs. And I think that's kind of shined here in the postseason. You know, it's been a pretty resilient group all year um, for a number of different uh, number of different reasons. And they sh- they've shown, my goodness, a lot of fight, a lot of resiliency here in the postseason. So I know that was a long answer. You know, I am famous for my long answers, but uh, hopefully that encapsulated the Padres season. You know what? Yeah, you summed up the whole season so well. That was such a great answer. There you go. Goodbye. No, I have more questions. Just a couple more. Um, uh, So this will be like an hour long. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So with those ups and downs and seeing these guys and how, you know, quietly confident they are, as you put it, was there a moment heading, getting, or was there a moment as we got closer to the postseason that you thought, oh, I think that they can really make a run for it? Well, you know, I don't know that there was a moment personally for me, but there's this moment that a lot of the guys have talked about where they played on a Thursday night in Arizona in mid-September. They faced uh, right-hander Dre Jamison uh, in his major league debut, a pitcher that was actually with me at the Sod Poodles. In oh, my gosh. Yeah. So he made his major league debut and uh, Dre Jamison shut him out, seven shutout innings. And that was after another rookie starting pitcher, Ryan Nelson, who was also in that last year, shut him out, seven shutout innings. His major league debut back in San Diego, this was in Arizona, the, the game I'm playing well, the law card race was really tightening up. And Bob Melvin addressed the team and from what we understand, really got upset and angry. Remember, you know, Bob, that address from Bob Melvin, that span of 24 hours, having the players only meeting as a as a moment where this team really came together and started playing team baseball. And and a lot of the guys have pointed to that to that night in Arizona as a real turning point. So, you know, I think for for Bob Melvin, he's a very smart manager. He's a very steady manager. And he's not the type that's going to, you know, really get into his team unless absolutely necessary. And he really waited the whole year to do that until that night in Arizona in September, even through all the ups and downs of the regular season. And it it did seem to really have an effect on this group. you know, with that said, it's not like they st- they finished the regular season super hot, but it, it does seem like from the mentality standpoint that did uh, that really was the turning point for this group. Listen, it wasn't super hot, but it was hot enough because yep. now we've got Padres Phillies in the NLCS. And one of the storylines I feel like we heard so much yesterday, I'm 
yesterday, I mean Wednesday, we heard so much on Wednesday, the Nola brothers and AJ Nola being interviewed about his sons probably a million times. Did you also get a chance to interview him? Uh, I did not. Uh, Well, we had we had somebody down in the uh, by the clubhouse that we posted a video on Twitter, but I didn't personally talk to uh, their dad. Um, I was in the press conferences for both Austin and Aaron. And You're busy. Was, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I was I was on air when when they were talking to him down by the clubhouse <laughs> yesterday. But um, I, I did see some of the some of the clips online from when he talked on TV. Um, it, uh, look, it's an it's an awesome storyline uh, to this NLCS. And yesterday it was it was uh, number one, a cool storyline. But, you know, from the Padre perspective, seeing Austin get what was a really big hit off, a minute, a one run game yesterday. And then uh, the Padres hit Aaron Nola, you know, and, and they were down for nothing. I mean, from the Phillies perspective, like, you know, you I think you could argue and we'll see how the series plays out. But that the series in the middle portion of that game was kind of in the balance you know, or, or in the early portion of the game, the Padres are down for nothing. They didn't hit well at all on, you know, on uh, losing track of my days on Tuesday night in game in one. Game one, yeah. yeah in game one. I don't uh, know days of the week. I just know what game we're on. <laughs> yeah, they didn't hit well in game one. They're facing a great starting pitcher in Nola in game two. They're down for nothing. And they found a way to chip away and get back in the game and take a lead and, and hit Nola. He didn't get out of the fifth inning. So, um, you know, that storyline was really interesting coming in. The Nola hit, Austin getting the hit off Aaron was a big hit in that comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's been fun to see those guys talk about it. And, you know, you can tell it it means a lot to them. And, and um, you know, I think what's interesting about it, too, and, and they talked about this, Aaron talked about uh, the experience of finding out his brother was going to the major leagues. Because for two brothers, they had very – different experiences as far as like getting drafted and getting to the major leagues. Aaron was drafted. I believe it was 2014. He was up in 2015. He was up right away. Um, Austin, you know, it took him, I think I saw it was either six or I'd have to look at his baseball reference page, but it was like six or seven years in the minor leagues, mm-hmm. you know, it took him much longer to get to the, um, to get to the major leagues. And his younger brother, Aaron, was there well before Austin was there, even yeah. though Austin, Austin's the older brother. So hearing Aaron talk about that and that experience of watching Austin finally get there and the dialogue they would have when Aaron was in the major leagues and Austin is still grinding away in the minor leagues, I thought was a really interesting part of it. Um, and they got tons of questions about because, you know, they'll, they've worked out together in off seasons and, you know, quite they, there are so many questions about uh, – <laughs> you know, the hitters meetings and if Austin's speaking up more or what, you know, so it was, it was pretty interesting. I, I think you could tell with both of them, they, they're trying to walk the line of, uh, you know, obviously they're competitors and they're trying to win. I mean, we saw it yesterday. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously they have a lot of respect for each other and are close. So it's a pretty cool storyline. That was history yesterday. First time ever in a postseason game that a pitcher and a batter have faced one another and their brothers. Um, that, Crazy. that was pretty cool. And you know what? Game, the, the first matchup of this series uh, belonged to Austin for what he did with the hit that made it a one run game. It was, it was a wild moment. And also their dad looks so stressed, so stressed. It, it looked, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I saw the clips on, on TV. Yeah. That's a, 
That's a really tough thing. I can't imagine. You know, you're 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 in a stadium full of Padres fans. You've got one kid getting a big base hit. You've got the other kid on the mound. You know, with an entire stadium kind of looking at him. It's it's pretty interesting. But you know, um, what a time. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> pretty crazy. So we're we will run this on Friday. So I okay. believe the game will already be underway. Game three will already be underway. But how do you see? the rest of this series going, especially now that the Padres are heading to Philly? Well, you know, I was talking about this with somebody yesterday. Based on how even these teams are on paper and based on the fact that they split the first two games, do you really see either team winning three in a row? I mean, from the Padre perspective, you know, obviously you hope. But it's kind of hard to see it, right? Like one team wins the next three. So my bet would be that this series is coming back to San Diego one way or another. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously that will be with either the Padres up 3-2 or the Phillies up 3-2. Um, you know, I, I, again, I, I just think with the quality of pitching on both sides and how even these teams are, and I, I have a hard time seeing this series not come back to San Diego. Um, but you never know, obviously. I mean, the Phillies have played wonderfully at home and they, they, you know, they entered this series equally as hot and the atmosphere at Petco Park was amazing. But, I, you know, I saw on TV the atmosphere in Philadelphia was awesome, too. Mm -hmm. um, look, I think they're two. It's hard to predict. They're two very evenly matched teams. You know, um, Nola, despite the start yesterday, is really good. Zach Wheeler was excellent in game one. Hugh Darvish was mostly excellent in game one, gave up a couple of solo home runs. And, you know, that that's the kind of situation where that shouldn't cost you a game if you're the Padres, but it did. Um, you know, Snell battled his way through. You got Joe Musgrove to, uh, today. This is airing uh, for the Padres. So... I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not even gonna give you like a prediction because I don't know. I guess my I guess my only prediction would be that this series comes back here to San Diego, only for the fact that it's hard to see with how even these teams are, either team winning three straight. Mm -hmm. uh, now some Padres fans out there watching may get mad at me because they'd be saying, Sam, what are you doing? Come on, you gotta well, you uh, know what? Um, since this is a Rockies based <laughs> podcast, I don't think you're going to upset a lot of Padres fans. Cause I don't oh, think yeah. they watch my show. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I, I just think, I, I think in all likelihood, because these teams are so even, this is going to come back to San Diego. This yeah. is six or six or seven game series. And it's a fun one. Like, you know, there's a lot of star power, Manny and, and Soto and Harper and, uh, and uh, Schwarber and, you know, all these different guys. I mean, it's a it's a really fun series. I know it's not the series that, like, all the experts predicted or expected, but it's a, it's a really, really intriguing series, and I think a very even series for a lot of reasons. So I would expect that, that the NLCS is not done here in San Diego, uh, but if it is, then I hope the next game at Petco Park is a World Series game. I said that on my post-game show yesterday. I said it. And then I was saying, all right, I'm knocking on wood. Okay. But, but you never know the next game you play here in San Diego could be a world series game. I guess that's best case scenario. If you're best a case scenario. But, yes. Uh, yeah. It, it should be a lot of fun. I, I really like this series and you know, I'll give the, again, I'll give the Padres a lot of credit for, for what they did yesterday. Like, you know, and they did it against the Dodgers on Saturday as well. 
they show a lot of resiliency and a lot of fight. You know, you go down 0-2 to Philadelphia, you're not hitting. You, you don't really feel great about that. But they rallied again against a really good starting pitcher. And uh, as uh, Joe Davis said on TV, I heard the call, turn the game upside down. And and that was a yep. good way to put it. And evened up uh, evened up this series. So um, it's uh, it's an intriguing series, no doubt. For sure. Sam, thank you so much for joining the pod. Tell us where we can follow you on social media so we can well, see everything you're up to. Yeah, well, you see, you can actually follow me right here. <laughs> Sammy Lev, that is my handle on Twitter. That's my handle on Instagram as well. For you TikTokers out there, you can follow me, Sammy Levitt, on there. Just add the L-E-V-I-T-T to the Sammy. Um, and that, this is, so I'm going to give people a little background here. I'm going off script. But Ooh, yeah, we actually had to restart this video because I wanted, I saw Susie's, uh susie's twitter handle my, yeah my little twitter handle uh, on display I, her on her I, said, well, I want my twitter handle out there so i said susie i'm gonna leave and come back in i'm gonna type in my handle and this is exactly why so now people can see it sammy lev at one season in the majors and already a diva i can't even <laughs> deal with you i yes, can't I made, I made you wait to record this to one get a glass of water and number two change my uh title there so I'm like, I'll accept the water. I'm drawing the line at changing it to your Twitter handle. No, I'm totally kidding. You are always a joy to talk to. Um, Best of luck with however the rest of this series goes. And I'll talk to you soon. All right, Susie. Thank you very much. He's an absolute riot. All right, before we break down that that fascinating conversation, we just got to shout out a couple people, starting with American Raptors. It's a rugby club composed of crossover athletes that just ended their first season 5-5, five and five, which is pretty darn great for former athletes coming together, putting those skills to the test. If you haven't heard about the American Raptors, they're Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. They are athletes who competed at the highest level of their respective sports. They come from all different backgrounds, football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field. These guys possess all the skills to excel at the game of rugby. Kale, do you think they have any skiers like you? Probably not. I don't think those skill sets transfer very easily. <laughs> no, I guess not. I don't know too much about rugby. I really need to keep listening to that DNVR rugby podcast and studying up. Totally. <laughs> Kale, do you think you could play rugby? I actually used to play rugby with my friends. Of course you did. Because you're so multifaceted. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it's a fun little pickup game if you have friends who are like know it. A fun little pickup. It seems very aggressive for a little pickup game. Yeah, but like so is football. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What's also fair is if you want to head to an American Raptors game, they are totally free. You can head over to AmericanRaptors.com and grab your ticket for the upcoming season. And if you can't make it to the game, AmericanRaptors.com will be streaming them all from their website. So check it out. And even better, our guy Colton Strickler has it all covered for you on the weekly DNVR Rugby Podcast. So hit that subscribe button. If you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby might just be your next ride. So follow him. Follow our DNVR Rugby account. Keep up with the latest news. Learn rugby from Colton's 101 Rugby Podcasts. And <clears throat> he's got exclusive... In 
<clears throat> Excuse me, I'm going to start that one over. He's got exclusive interviews with athletes and coaches and even provides betting advice on Super Rugby. So you can see all of that and more at AmericanRaptors.com. Now listen, things happen. Travis Legal is there for you. If you've been in a car crash that wasn't your fault and now you have injuries, medical bills, lost income, property damage, that's all going to disrupt your life. So if you don't know where to go, listen, don't assume the insurance companies are going to look out for you. Insurance companies will do everything they can to tilt the playing field in their favor, not yours. And you need an experienced attorney on your side to help you navigate all of that. So that's where Travis legal office comes in. They know how hard it is to deal with the aftermath of car collisions, and they want to be in your corner fighting for what you deserve. Travis legal offices is a family run law firm with so much experience in Colorado personal injury cases and insurance disputes. Their legal offices has attorneys who were educated at DU and CU law schools, and they have a staff of more than 35 years of experience in handling personal injury cases. So call Travis Legal Offices today at 303-766-8766 for a free consultation on your personal injury matter. That's 303-766-8766. You can also reach out 24-7 on the web at travislegaloffices.com. There's respect, response, and results, and Travis Legal Offices keeps that motto in mind each and every day on every case they work on. All right. My favorite part of that interview, playing it back here in the studio, was Kale actually laughing out loud when Sam said that the Phillies Padres series is not was not the series we were all expecting to see. And like, ain't that the truth? It is not what we were expecting. But here we are. Here we are. Look at us. Here we are. Just a couple of underdogs. Very evenly matched underdogs, too. So that game, if you're watching us live, that game is minutes away from starting. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. <clears throat> down in Philly. One thing we did not talk about, I did not ask Sam about this because I, th- I thought it was going to go away. Kale, did you see the video of the, the Padres guys and their, and their song? Oh, yes. What was that? <laughs> the ly- if you haven't, I don't want to play it on this show because it's so cringy, but I'll read some of the lyrics. I'll do a dramatic reading. <clears throat> Excuse me. Philly going down to yellow and brown. That's what's in. Padres on the loose. Let's go, Goose. That's what's in. This is, and it's like middle-aged dudes, like, semi-rapping this. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how to describe it. How would you describe what they're doing? It's spoken word. Spoken word. But it is so cringy. And, like, so I saw a video. Like, they were on one of the... TV morning shows out in San Diego. And I was like, wow, that's really cringy. Padres do not deserve to win because of this behavior. And then they did it. They've been doing it again. Like they were on a radio show the other day. There's another video of them doing the same thing. I'm like, okay, this isn't even a one-off. They're really proud of this. It's very disturbing. Uh, and I didn't ask them about it. Cause I think fig- I just assumed that it was a one-time thing and it was going away. So I'm excited for Philly. Philly's so creative with their heckling, too. So I'm really curious to see how they use that material in tonight's game. It's going to be magic. 
They're so creative. All right. We got some news around baseball. Really, we got a couple of new manager signings. The Texas Rangers hired Bruce Bochy as their manager. He has a three-year contract, so that's going to cover seasons 2023 through 2025. And listen, this is an NL West guy. He spent 25 years in the National League West between San Diego and San Francisco. His most recent managerial job was in San Francisco up until 2019. So this will be his first time managing an American League club. But also, this is the Ranger. Apparently, this is the Rangers' first skipper hire with previous MLB manager experience. So, yeah, they're making changes. They've spent a lot of money on that team. So, now they're just, maybe this is the, the last piece for them. I wish John Gray the best. I really do. But, yeah, also new managers Blue Jays. They signed interim manager John Schneider to a three-year contract, too, with a team option for a fourth year. So he replaced, fired Charlie Montoyo on July 13th and then went on to lead the team to a 46-28 and 28 finish. They got that top wild card spot. So he joined Montoyo's staff in 2019. He was focusing on catching. He took over as a bench coach. So he's been he's been with the organization for a couple of years. So that's some um, some news and notes around baseball. And now we need some news and notes around Taylor Swift. New album came out last night. I think we should talk about it. I know a lot of people are talking about it. Let's talk about Listen it. Listen to it on midnight. Kale turned on the mic. He's ready. I'm ready. I think my favorite song is Karma. Okay. Karma also has one of my favorite lyrics I've heard. Okay, what's your favorite lyric? Favorite lyric. It's in the chorus of Karma. Karma's a relaxing thought. Aren't you envious that for you it's not? Wow. Spicy. (laughs) I love that one. Love it. There's some really dark songs, too. It's like the vibe of the album in general is like very like... You know, you can tell that she wrote this when she was, like, awake having her worst thoughts. Yeah. And yeah. that's, like, very re- that's a very relatable thing for so many people. And that's what she does so does the best. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. She really is so good at that. It's so relatable. Because, yeah, I think about all of the worst stuff in the middle of the night. And then you just stay up all night. So look at, look at Taylor putting it to good use and making a fantastic album out of it. And yeah, people over at the house listen to it at midnight Eastern time, which thankfully is 10 o'clock mountain time. So it's like a reasonable hour to be starting a whole album. <laughs> it was reasonable. And it's not that long of an album, the just initial 13 song version. Yeah, the original 13 song version, um, what, like 45 minutes long? It's like it's like a tight 45. A tight 45. We love a tight 45. We love a tight 45. We're all about a tight 45 here on the DNVR Rockies podcast, which we are... Approaching, we're approaching it, um, but yeah, of course, there's already a new version of it out because at 3 a.m. Eastern time, midnight hour time, not midnight our time, one o'clock our time, one o'clock our time. Yeah, I still don't know time zones. You have to forgive me. I'm just I'm too beautiful to understand time zones. It's <laughs> such a shame. Um, but yeah, there's already a new version with like I think like eight more songs on it, seven more songs on it, something like that. Yeah, seven more songs. So yeah. So blessed with content (laughs) from Taylor Swift. I love it. Um, So that'll be my personality for the rest of my life or until she comes out with a new album. But 
<laughs> yeah, here's in the studio laughing at us too. So this is good. This is good stuff. Um, we're all here for the Friday afternoon club. Kale, are you going to be partaking or are you too busy with nuggets? I'm too busy getting ready for nuggets and abs. Darn. Darn. What would you have if you could participate? You know me. I'm a Celtsy boy. I'm a, I'm a Celtsy boy too. I'm officially extremely obsessed with the good company Honeydew Seltzer. This is not an ad. This is just me loving a seltzer. The honeydew is fire. Although I must say, I'm a peach. I'm a peachman. A peachman. A peachman. A peachman. I love this. I I love this so much. All right. So yeah, Friday afternoon club is popping every Friday here. We're gonna head to this. I'm gonna wrap up the show and I'm gonna go get myself a seltzy. I think that sounds like a good plan. And then Kale can get ready for all the nugget stuff, all the ab stuff. We got games. We got people watching stuff here. Come on down to the bar. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good weekend. This is where I send you off. But you know what they say. Oh, no, wait. I didn't. Hold on. Kale, where can people follow you? Oh, at Kale Sorbo. Kale with two L's. There we go. You can follow us at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. You can follow me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. And you know what they say about show closes, Kale. What do they say, Susie? I don't know what they say. I don't know anything about closing a show, but we will talk to you on Monday.